Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome. To the Doc G Show, I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, that co-host that's so full of Christmas spirit, he doesn't have 12 days of Christmas. He goes 365. 365. Amen. Amen. He's got Christmas flowing from his ear holes to his butthole. Ew. Dave Burles, Berlin. And to the tip of my beard. Ooh. Let's go. Mm. I freaking love Christmas, man. Best time of the mm. year. Holiday. Other than the cold. I could do without the cold, but, yeah. you know, that just comes with it to set the mood. Yeah, I saw just like, like I, I don't, I, I didn't actually look at what date it was, but I was looking at the upcoming forecast. Mm-hmm. There's a day it's supposed to be a low of 27. Ew. 27. Oh, no. What? No, siree. What? Nope. In Florida? No, thank you. Nope. No, Thank you. Dude, I, I like the Christmases where you can go outside and like play with your new toys or play basketball or whatever would be That's a fact. the day of in basketball shorts and a t-shirt yeah. because it was like 75, 80 degrees. Yes. That's my kind of Christmas. Yes. That is my kind of all year round, not just Christmas, any time of year. Regardless of Exactly. Exactly. It's holiday time, Dave. It is Christmas mm-hmm. time. And obviously, there are a lot of important topics we need to sift through. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I figured we would go with what we do. We've done we've done last year a little interesting mm-hmm. fact, or who the cares? Holiday edition. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Let's go. Okay. Now uh, I'll just go ahead and warn you. Um, don't say who the to too many of these because I didn't write too many of them. Okay? So 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 be pretty liberal with your interesting facts. If I care or not. Because if because if you say no to like five of them, we'll be out of them. Wait. So what? okay, I've got more All than right. five. But anyways, okay, here we go. Uh, first one. Dave has several Prince mm-hmm. Alberts. In his house right now because of Christmas. Wait, what? Interesting fact. What do you mean, sir? Yes, yes. So apparently trees, uh, you know, Christmas trees have always been a pagan tradition. But the idea of decorating a tree really started when Prince Albert of Germany introduced a Uh tree to his wife as a gift. Queen Victoria of England was like, hey, take a look at this tree. And then from that tree, they made two, they made drawings in the illustrated London news and it was spread all over the world. And people Mm. were like, oh my God, that's a dope idea. I want a tree too. Yeah. Now, I read something, um, one of the tree decorations was used to um, like deter spiders or bugs or something. Was it garland? I, I can't think of hmm. what it was anymore. I may have ruined one of your facts or not, <laughs> or I may be completely wrong, and you have no idea what I'm talking. Yeah, about. I don't. I don't. Um, 
Don't believe everything you read on Facebook, people. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's true too. Yes, so true. Now I don't, I don't, I don't know about your uh, uh, about the story that you saw on Facebook, Dave. But I will tell you something about Prince Albert. Aside from mm-hmm. the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. there there is a side note that Prince Albert also had a penis ring. What? That's why the piercing oh, is nice. named after him. Prince Albert. Hmm. Totally not I, a holiday I had a lot story. Of penis rings in my house. Ew. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to mention it that way. You that's know, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay, next fact. Here we go. Uh, to actually know the story of Hanukkah, you need to be Catholic. Interesting fact. Let's go. Yes, good. Again, remember, don't don't turn me down on these. Right. Uh, <laughs> Girl, come on. <laughs> so uh, the the uh, Hanukkah, the story of Hanukkah comes from the book of the Maccabees, but that mm-hmm. book wasn't included in the Hebrew Bible, just the Catholic mm-hmm. Bible. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a consensus why it wasn't included in the Hebrew Bible. There's a lot of people that have different theories, but nobody knows. It's only That's, included in the Catholic man, Bible. So no if you want knows. the story of Hanukkah. You have to go to a Catholics. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, here we go. Here's another one. Uh, before Santa Claus had Coca-Cola, he hated the world. Huh? He hated the world? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting fact. Interesting fact. Yes. Yes. Um, so, hate might be a little bit extreme, but before mm-hmm. Coca-Cola started putting Santa Claus in their commercials in 1931, he was always portrayed as way less jolly. Mm. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot of the pictures before 1931, he looked downright scary. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks mm. to an ad from illustrator Hayden Sunblum, mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. uh, he made... Santa Claus looked very rosy-cheeked, chubby, and jolly. And mm. that's where Santa started taking Santa's shape, thanks to Coca-Cola. Wow. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Shout out to Coca-Cola. Very, very capitalist way we got Santa Claus. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, okay. Jingle bells, more like turkey bells. Interesting factor. Who cares? Hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, um, if they use, like, turkey decks as Ew. the bells, that'll be weird. No, no, it wasn't <laughs> anything. The writer of Jingle Bells, James Lord Piermont, made the song for his mm-hmm. church's Thanksgiving concert and titled the song One Horse Open Sleigh. Then, in 1857, the song was republished, mm-hmm. but they republished it under the name Jingle bells. So there you go. It was made for Thanksgiving. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay. What would we have done if if we, <laughs> that that like changes everything? Uh, well, I mean, we would have just had a kick song for Thanksgiving. That's all that would have been. There you go. Right. Right. Um. All right. Here we go. The year was 1966, and a new holiday was about to begin. Hmm. Ooh. Um. All right, interesting fact. 1966, what happened then? Kwanzaa was created in 1966 by Dr. Malana Karenga, a professor at Cal State University, as a way to celebrate African culture and to inspire African Americans. 
There you go. Sweet. Dr. Dr. Milana oh, Karanga. I, did, I didn't know that, that it was that um, young compared it's to other young. holidays. Pretty young. Although, you know, all the changes in uh, uh, in Hanukkah and, and um, Christmas really came later. So, you know, it's a little bit mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. there. Anyways, uh, next one. Am I in Japan or do you guys just really like KFC? Interesting fact or who the Cares. Wait, what? Am I in Japan or do you really like KFC? I mean, I like KFC, so I'm down for some Japanese KFC. Interesting fact. Yes, yes. It's tradition in Japan to eat KFC on Christmas. It's so popular that you have to make your order two months in advance to KFC what to get heck? it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. I want to go to Japan for Christmas. Yes. Yes, because I like KFC too. I, now, I mean, I'm not gonna. Dude, s- I just, I just had um chicken katsu yesterday. There you go. So that's what I imagine. Like KFC in Japan yeah. is like all katsu, yeah, fried chicken instead of like the Colonel secret recipe. Yeah. That, but to to like have to be in the like a week before Halloween. And you're like, oh, honey, don't forget to order the, yeah. the Christmas chicken this year. That's right. <laughs> like, what? It's important. It is important. KFC bringing home the real deal Christmas. Thank you, KFC. Thank you. Lastly, so I'm funny. not giving you an option. This is an interesting fact. Florida. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Florida, the first Christmas ever in America was celebrated in our state. That's right. Say what? Tallahassee, Florida. In really? 1539. Just a simple How religious... How documentation of that? Well, it's a simple uh, religious mass to recognize Christmas. Oh, I'm guessing okay. they recorded they the mass. It, yeah. So there you mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. 1539. All right. With that, Dave, now that we, ha- we are full of interesting facts, are you ready to fire the show up? Let's fire it up, man. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Woo, Dave, it is the holidays, and what better way to celebrate the holidays than spending some time with friends of the show. That's right. Like Claude, Fly Till I Die Lathan, yes! and Mike Friend, yes! and the Lonely High, uh, uh, Lonely Highway. That's right. That's right. That's what Christmas is about, man. That's right. Spending it with longtime friends. Some of the longest. Actually, I would say those are three of the longest returning guests on this show. There you so go. So true. There Amen. you go. Amen. But first, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay. Uh, I'm not confident on this first one. <gasps> Um, That's okay. This is a this is a warm up. <laughs> yeah, I get gave the hard ones I, out of the way. I gave you twenty two percent. Jeez. So, okay. yeah, yeah, not confident. Nope. Uh, okay. Born on December twenty third, nineteen sixty four, in Evanston, Illinois. His mother and father divorced when our birthday suit wearer was an infant, and his bu- his mother remarried. His stepfather and mother told him that his stepfather was his actual biological father. Hmm. Hmm. Little secret there. 
Around the age of 10, his family moved to San Diego. Around 12, our birthday suit wearer started spending all of his time surfing and playing music. In the mid-80s, he started playing in several bands. His friend Jack Irons told him about a band in Seattle who were looking for a singer. He listened to a tape of their songs and wrote and sang lyrics to them. The band asked him to come join them in Seattle. And in 1991, they released their debut album, 10, with the name Pearl Jam for their band. Sweet. Went on to be 13 times platinum and won a Grammy. Since the album 10, they have released 10 more albums. But none of them were as big as that debut album. Name that birthday suit wearer. Is the is the singer known for anything special? Does he have any uh, special characteristics or anything? Hmm. I mean, uh, you know, being being the singer of Pearl Jam. The singer that's for about Pearl it. Jam, yeah. Mm. Okay, I don't know. Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Does that ring a bell? Happy Nothing? birthday, Eddie, but I wouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> you were correct. Turning 56, Mr. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. And uh, fun, uh, you know, I think it's a fairly well-known fact, but the the songs that he sang on when he uh, heard the tape of theirs and he wrote lyrics to them, he actually wrote Mm -hmm. about finding out that his stepfather was not his biological father and that his uh, biological father had actually already died by uh, by Mm -hmm. that time. Yeah, and the, okay. the song "Alive" so is really all then. about that. So it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty wild. Um, happy birthday, Eddie! Yeah. Turning five six, five six. Just was on uh, just was on the old um, Howard Stern show just a couple of weeks mm. ago. Pretty good interview. Pretty solid interview. All right, Dave, okay. uh, are you ready? To uh, rip some headlines? Hmm. Let's rip it, Doc. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay. Uh, Dave, we've talked about a couple of scams on the show before. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's usually easy to spot a scam. And uh, yeah. I'm going to see if you can spot the scam in the next story. All right. <laughs> so uh, a dude in Bedford County, Pennsylvania, he's sitting at his house when he gets a call from the Bedford County Sheriff's Department phone number. He, ah. a- he answers, and the guy on the phone says he's a member of the Sheriff Department, and he says that he has an arrest, a warrant, for this guy's arrest. Mm. So he told the Bedford, Pennsylvania man that if he didn't pay the fines, that he would be arrested. Jeez. The Bedford man then asked, all right, how do I pay these fines? And the man from the sheriff's department said, well, give us $1,000 worth of American Express gift cards. Wait, what? I don't see the thing yet, Doc. which surprisingly the bedford man did he bought them and he gave the guy the numbers it was at this time that the sheriff department employee asked for more gift cards at which the finally clicked in the bedford man's head that he said you know what 
I don't think this guy's the real police. Word. I better try and call the actual police, which time he did, but he had already had been gotten, if you will. Yeah, you uh, already had you're already out a thousand. Big guy. So true. So, Dave, there's multiple points of this story uh, that if I were the Bedford County dude, I would become suspicious. But let's start at the biggest. Um, no police department in the country works at American Express gift cards. Oh. In fact, I'll tell you the only people that work in American Express gift cards. It's either uncles that don't know what to get uncles. you for Christmas and they criminals. Haven't seen you in a few years. <laughs> Pretty much it. Yes! Those are the only two folks that are going to get you or ask for American Express gift cards. Right. Second, following behind the American uh, Express gift cards would be the uh, the warrant. The guy said he had unpaid fines. It were if you were this dude, wouldn't you say like? What are the fines? Hmm. Yeah, like, what did I do? Like, how does that not come up? It was like, what are the odds that this guy that is doing the scam is actually going to come up with something that could be a possibility? That's a fact. Like, what are the right. odds that he's going to be like, uh, unpaid parking tickets? And the guy's going to be like, oh, crap, I have a bunch of those. Like, nope. Come on. Third, you can check if you have a warrant. I mean... Mm. While this guy was out buying the gift cards, wouldn't he been like, you know what? Maybe I should just check on the police website to see if I have a warrant or not. Like, you can, you could do that. So, like, wouldn't you check it out? Maybe once or two, like, get a second opinion. Mm. Just saying. That's interesting. I didn't know you could look that up, but now you I can. know. If I ever, you can do if it. I ever get in trouble. Yeah. Or if I think if I'm in trouble. If you're wondering if you have multiple warrants, Dave, check it out. Check it out. Yes! Dave, you know who hasn't taken the coronavirus too serious? Um, Zebos. Well, yes. And predominantly Zebos in the U.S. We haven't taken it too serious as, as a country. Not at all. You know who does take it pretty serious, though? Hmm. New Zealand. Yes. Other countries. Yes. And Skylar Mack found this out last week. So Skylar uh -oh. is an 18-year-old from Georgia that's apparently planning on going to medical school. Now, uh, Skylar was finished with her semester, and she decided that she was going to go to the Cayman Islands. Why did she go nice. to the Cayman Islands, you ask? For a jet skiing competition. What? Let me repeat. I didn't even know they had those. <laughs> a jet ski competition. Apparently, her boyfriend is some kind of professional jet skier. I don't know. Also, didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Neither did I. Nope. Uh, now, the rule in the Cayman Islands is it's a very, very stark rule. Um, when you go to the Cayman Islands, you have to self-isolate for 14 days. They even give you a tracking device to make sure that you're staying put. Well, totally. Sk Skylar got there, she waited a couple of days, and then she left the tracking device in her hotel and went to the jet ski competition. What? Oh, dang. Well, uh, didn't take too long for the government 
the old Grand Caymans to find out. I'm guessing since, you know, there's only like 60,000 people in, in the islands, it doesn't take too long to be like, hey, that person's not supposed to be here. Uh, or, you know, them to go by the, her, her room and be like, hey, nobody's answering and the tracking device is in there. I don't think she's there. Anyways, regardless, I, I they found her. I have a feeling that they, like, that they, before they, she entered the thing, they had to see her tracking device. Before Probably. The event. Um, but they uh, they showed Skylar how not pleased they were of her breaking the rules by uh, sending her to jail for four months. Holy sh! I'm not gonna look yeah. good on her med school application. <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna say. Is I mean, is Skylar's going to school for medicine? Does this does this count for failing public health policy? Does that go on her? Transcript failed. I think they only ask you about domestic arrests, if I remember correctly. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, Well, so if she was first, Dave, uh, sentenced to 40 hours of community service and Mm -hmm. a fine of about $3,000. But the prosecutor appealed to the judge saying it wasn't harsh enough. So the judge bumped it up. To four months in prison. Oh, that's that's harsh. That's harsh. You know, like I'm I'm sort of back and forth on this one. I'll be honest, Dave. Like, I I'd be all for the forty hours of community service and the fine if yeah if she had just gone to the Caymans like to hang out hmm. and then the tournament <laughs> randomly came up and she was like, oh. Yeah, I'll go, and made the dumb decision on the fly, right? Right. But, like, she had planned this. She had a good amount of time. She knew the policies. She sat in a room for two days and was, like, knowing that she was going to this thing. Like, and she had planned on going on this trip. I have a feeling that she probably couldn't leave because of her semester not being over yet. So... You know, she like left as soon as school ended and was like, I'll get there, but I'm not gonna be able to do the full quarantine, but I'm still gonna come out and support yeah. my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, so, so based on her scheming, you know, yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, they're pretty wealthy. So, you know, the, the fine may not be that bad, but um, 40 hours of community service will make you reconsider what you did. Well, here, here's what, here's, here's my punishment, Dave. Tell me what you think. Uh, first, you start off with a jail sentence lasting 12 days, representing the quarantine that she skipped. Then, okay, I like it. plus 14 days to redo the whole quarantine. So, 26 right. days and total. And then... So a month and then ship her out back to the United States. <laughs> then, original community service, but it has to be served in a COVID unit of a hospital. Helping the nurses. Oh, there's wow. There's there's your penalty. There's your penalty. That's just what. What do you think? That's hardcore. I like it. That's that's well thought out. You know, well, I mean, I'm just saying, it fits. It it fits the crime. It helps her learn what she she needed to think about. That's all I'm saying. Ethically, you, though, I don't think you can put someone um, untrained in a COVID unit. But See, they got I PPE. The I get the point. You got PPE. She's got a N95 mask. She's got a face shield. She's good. So you're you're just throwing her in there to the sharks, <laughs> but she was putting other people at risk. So I I totally get it. I 
I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean, and maybe, like, you don't actually get her in with the patients. Like, she's, like, you know, outside helping she them do the all their things. And, like, gather supplies. Yeah. And, like, linen yeah, exactly. And, and stuff. Yeah. But at least she's got Drinks. a window to see the people on the ventilators, to see the people right. suffering. You know? Right. That's, right. that's the thought. Anyways. Anyways, that's not holiday cheer, Dave. Nope. Here's some holiday cheer. No, that that was yeah. that was not. But that just that was a really good um, depiction of how serious other countries are taking it. It's a big, big difference, uh, Dave. You know, I'm not always the person to jump on a Florida man story, um, simply mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the name. But this one, right? I couldn't pass. You on. had to. <laughs> so true. So, uh, police were watching the road in Clearwater, Florida, when they got a call about a man pointing an AR-15 at people and driving around erratically. Jeez. So, they went on a search for the reported car, which was a 2016 Volkswagen. Sweet. They found it in a parking lot of a laundry mat, and uh, Caleb Kleiss was in the driver's seat. When they walked up mm-hmm. to the car, the AR-15 was sitting on the dashboard, mm. and they could smell alcohol coming from the car. When oh, the police asked him why he was driving with an AR-15, he said, well, seen a lot of crazy stuff since moving to Florida from Alabama. <laughs> so the cops arrested Caleb, and I've got to say, first off, Caleb, you're the crazy stuff. That's a fact. You're you, you are the crazy you're the stuff. Definition of it. It's like I mean, what other crazy like all the other crazy stuff in our state is the same crazy stuff that happens in other states. It's just better because it's warmer temperature with a backdrop of palm trees. Like that's so true. The only difference. Now I will say in the story though, they listed his blood alcohol. And it was just point one four three. Wait, what? Which? Oh, weak. I mean, weak sauce. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's 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 not even two times above the legal limit. Like we've reported blood alcohol levels on this show that have been four times double that. the legal yeah. limit. Yeah. So, I mean, at least Caleb had that going. <laughs> Which actually, I don't know if that says worse things or better things about him. I guess that means that's that worse. he wasn't that drunk. He wasn't that yeah. drunk, and he still made the terrible decision. Yeah, <laughs> he still did that. So I guess that's I guess that's not as good. Um, right, Dave. As we just discussed in Skyler's story, other countries taking coronavirus serious. That's a fact. Um, but even though they're taking it serious, doesn't mean they don't have their dissenters as well. Uh, in fact, England. England's had a lot of dissenters, people not fans of these things. So uh, part of this dissent has been that they've done these underground raves, you know, these sort of illegal dance parties, if you will. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. A rave. Well, Got uh, it. Apparently a 12-year-old in Britain, Kalil mm-hmm. Bell, uh, he liked the sound of this. And he liked mm-hmm. it so much that he decided he was going to throw an underground rave at a school during lunch. Oh, so yeah. he advertised the rave to all the boys in his grade at the school, advertising snacks and refreshments 
and he set up all of his DJ equipment. What? In the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the bathroom. The cafeteria bathroom. It doesn't get more lit than that. Nope. Not too surprising. It took about 15 minutes before teachers found out and uh, shut it down. Uh, now, full disclaimer, Dave. This sounds like something dumb I would have done in fifth grade. Yes! Like, if coronavirus was going on then, I definitely would have been like, Hey, dude. Rager in the dump station during lunch. Get excited about yep. it. It's going down. <laughs> like that definitely right. would it would have been me. Now, but I do I do feel like I need to throw some logic at these folks. Now, obviously 12-year-old boys don't think logically. Nope. Uh, I can say this Never. having been Never. been one. Yeah, I I don't think I ever thought anything logically through at 12 years old. Um, but I feel like somebody should have been like, hey, bro, first off, can we rethink the location hmm. that girls yeah. can be invited to? This is kind of a sausage fest. Nobody wants the sausage party in the crap tank. Nope. And secondly, nobody wants your refreshments in the bathroom. Ew. And if they do want refreshments in the bathroom, they're sick freaks that don't need to be your friends anyways, all right? Yeah! So... Just think, man, like maybe like a janitor's closet, like, uh, I don't know, uh, a back alley, something like that. That's They're all better than the bathroom. So true. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, last uh, story here, Dave. Hmm. I got an interesting story from the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, Bill Simmons, okay. Yeah. Recently, Bill had Barack Obama... On his podcast, which... I don't even know who Bill Simmons is. Oh, you need to know Bill, man. Bill, Bill's a big-time player in HBO, in ESPN. Oh, He's I looked really, him up. Okay, I know, I know who he is. Yeah, okay, I was about to say, he really is the person that got Jalen and Jacoby started. He sort of, I mean, he had a lot in, get, well, a lot of the podcast of, uh, of ESPN going. Anyways... Mm-hmm. I gotta ask. I mean, on a, on a side note, how the hell does Bill Simmons get Barack Obama on his podcast? Though, like, right. no shade to Bill Simmons. I know he's been in the game a long time, but Barack Obama, Jeez. like, that's that's a guess that Dave Letterman and o- uh, Oprah get. That's a fact. And Bill Simmons is pulling that. Like, come on. I mean, I have some high hopes for the Doc G Show in 2021, but I think Obama's still out of reach for me. I think so true. I think that's gonna have for to wait. Now. It's gonna have to go on the back burner for a little bit. Anyway, we can do it. On the show, he revealed that during quarantine, his daughter's boyfriend had to end up staying with their family. Yeah, uh, Obama said that. Yeah, yeah. So his daughter's boyfriend stayed with his family. Like the whole like first lockdown time period, yeah. The the college age daughter. The uh the co- yeah twenty two year old daughter. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, his daughter is going out with a guy. He didn't actually give his, his name or really anything because you know privacy whatnot. Yeah. Um. Right. 
uh, he is going out with a guy that she met while he was uh, while she was at Harvard, who is British mm-hmm. actually. And apparently, mm-hmm. uh, when quarantine started, he couldn't go home because of this whole visa thing and lockdown protocols. So right. he didn't he didn't like have any other options. So he stayed with the Obamas. Jeez. And like, wow. I was like, can you imagine that, Dave? Like, you got to live with your girlfriend's parents and her dad. He's the former president of the United States. Yeah, but he's one of the coolest presidents ever. That's what I was thinking, though. You're totally right. Like, that's what I like. He would be, like, top on my list for me to have to do that with. Like, Right, like, could you, you make sure could you, you imagine follow every Nixon? rule he says. Like, Oof. I'm just, if you, like, Nixon, no way in man. Nixon, he'd have, mm-hmm. like, every every conversation recorded. he have Secret Service going <laughs> through your bags. Like, no, yep. thank you. No, Obama's cool. It's hack, like you said. They'd hack you your fall- cell phones if, if that was the right time frame, you know? That's right. You, like, with Obama, you just, you, like you said, you follow the rules. Like, I can see you having a couple of chats late at night, maybe over, like, yeah, a PB&J. Some- you know, or a scotch, or a you know a bourbon, or whatever he drinks. Whoa, whoa! Don't don't bring it all in with the the adult alcoholic beverages here, Dave. Well, all she's right? dating a she's dating a twenty two year old. I mean, she's a twenty two year old, so I'm assuming her boyfriend well, is twenty one or twenty. We're having a wholesome PB and J, Dave. Okay, don't PB and J. Don't with skank it up milk. with your alcohol. All right, classy. <laughs> okay, okay. PB and J, Christmas special. Christmas special, Dave! A nightcap PB&J. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Anyways, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our long, long, long-time guest of the show and friend of the show. And in fact, the first musical guest on the Doc G Show that me and the Virgin Bat interviewed together. And the Virgin Bat quite possibly ask the worst questions ever none other than mr mike friend this is his new song run baby run on the doc g show let's go baby let's run
Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor for your New Year's resolution, Ooh. you know, because I'm already thinking ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Download the Doc G Show. Mm. Give us a review and give us a five stars and comment something, yes. okay? Mm. And you can even look up, you know, while you're off of school or you're working at home. Mm-hmm. Throw the Doc G show on yes. and, and look back at all the old episodes yes. from 2020. Mm. You'll be happy that you did. Mm. And g- guys, I'm gonna and also. Oh, go go, go for ahead. it. Go no no go go, ahead, go, go, oh no no what? No, I was, you know the you know the deal. Check out the Instagram at Doc G show and the website www.thedocgshow.com. Boom. And to go along with that, on the Instagram page, I'm going to be counting down for the next 11 days the top 10. With honorable mention, shows of 2020. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There we go. So you'll know nice. what to look for as far as those shows. Which ones to listen to. Yes, I like it. Exactly. And then you can dig deeper if you want. For sure. For sure. Uh, Dave, real quick, miscellaneous file here. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thinking of this mm-hmm. driving home the other day. I went yes. I went by a uh, fire station. And uh, okay, and you know th- there was a lot of uh, weightlifting equipment in there. That's a fact. And totally, I thought about that. How you know they're known to work out a lot, right? They crank yeah, on. They're pretty buff. Yeah, 
You think of the naked uh, fireman yeah. catalog? Yeah. Got a little turned yeah. on. What? Um, no. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, what I thought of though was I was like, you know, it's pretty high. They're doing some intense workout. It's a pretty big risk. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it be really embarrassing if like a fire broke out like the day after your workout and you're just so sore you can't oh, even pick up the is, hose? You're like, oh, you can't climb the stairs. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, it's really burning. I just, oh, the Late workout. Day. Like, yes, sir. That's Day. that's no uh, excuse. You can't do that. I'm just saying, like, you should probably only be able to work it, out when you're not on call. I don't know what their protocols that, are, but I'm just saying. It's just a thought I had. That's a very good point. It's just, you know, just things just things that poke around in my brain because I have nothing better to do. Anyways, uh, right. I mentioned it, Dave. Since it's the last show of the year, I thought I would give you mm-hmm. the top... Mm-hmm. 10 shows with honorable mention right now. That's right. Here we go. Yes. Let's go, man. First off, honorable mention, the 11th most popular show of 2020. May 20th. Sweet. Jamestown Revival. Yes. Ooh, I, nice. I got to say, okay. man, I've been playing their version of Helplessly Hoping nonstop. Such a good right. jam. Such a good jam. Uh, Cranking it out. Okay, the 10th most popular show of 2020, March 18th, at the very start of the pandemic, the last in-person guest we had, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. There we are. Man, that's crazy. That was March 18th. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember right at the end of that uh, interview, he was talking about how hopefully shows wouldn't get canceled in California. Sadly, they did, and of course, we went into a lockdown there. But everything uh, else, yeah. Josh, Ronnie, John, shout out to those guys. We had a great time in the studio. Fantastic show, right there. Yes. Um, the ninth most popular show of 2020, March 25th, mm-hmm. featuring the Steel Drivers. Sweet. Yeah. Sick. One week nice. after. The first real, I guess you could say, the first real like pandemic show right there. Grammy Tammy gracing us with her time and focus. Thank you, Tammy. Awesome. Awesome show. Number eight, not too long ago, October 21st, Doom Flamingo. There we go. Yeah, I remember that one. A a USC brother right there, TK, going to USC while I was there. Nice. Shout out to TK. Thanks for coming on the show. Number seven, real recent here. The seventh most popular show of 2020, December 2nd, Grayson Nekrutman. There it is, man. Wow. Yeah, he's been busy. He shot up there, man. He brought in in the the listening power. A lot of Grayson fans out there. A lot of Grayson fans. Love it. Love it. The sixth most popular show, January 15th, featuring John Paul White. Yes. Yeah. yeah. John Paul White. That's a good one, man. Nice. Looking like Johnny Depp. Solid. Solid. Right. <laughs> uh, Never forget. Yeah. The uh, fifth most popular show of 2020, our man, Claude Fly Till I Die Lathan. There it is. Say what? Look at that. Yeah, man. The people of... They love Claude. That's why we're bringing him back. That's why he's coming on the show today. That's right it. there. That's there it, it is. Uh, the f- he gets the clicks. He gets the clicks. He brings <laughs> it in. He's master clickbaiter. Okay, that's me. That's me. Ew. Um, <laughs> the fourth most popular show of 2020, The Rowdy Boys, mm-hmm. 
the hog uh, hog slop string band there it is love those fellas that was a good one that's a really entertaining one i like those guys a lot um third most popular show of 2020 february 5th one of my favorite groups of the year uh the band of brothers from georgia hero the band there it is nice love those guys they were really fun to be around had a great time uh then the second Mm -hmm. if if this this has got to be one of my favorites second most popular show of 2020 november 4th the hippies of magic city boom love yes. that show I, so true i know man those are your guys shout out to those guys of course miami alumni there love those fellas uh got their got their record on the wall it has become part of the doc g studio fantastic yes sir and then the most popular show of 2020 only right seeing how as it was the first show of 2020 january 1st man. bishop gun there it is started with a bang huh did gun pun nicely done dave what nice yeah started with a bang i got it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh I like what you did there it was a it was a good show man it was a great show in-person show all of those guys were awesome uh i loved having them in the studio ben and and uh and uh travis just all all all, all good vibes all good vibes uh, Definitely, man. So, folks, check out the shows. They're all great. You, the ones that I didn't mention, there's so many so many that you need to go and check out. I mean, the recent one with Big Data. I mean, the Cold Stairs, the Blackwater Fever, uh, the the Rev... Oh, Rev, uh, Rev Amos was last. It's fine. Go check that one out, too. His Golden Messenger, <laughs> The Movement. I mean, just Hollis... Hollis Brown, Ben Miller Band, the Teskey Brothers. There's just so many good ones this year. We've had so many great guests. The Crownlands, I can't believe I forgot Crownlands. Such a great show. Crownlands, you need to check out that one. Little Hurricane, Matt Mays, K-Bong. I mean, just so many good ones. So many great shows this this year. Check them all out, guys. You you did good, man. You did good. I I worked hard to get some great guests. I worked hard, and then they were just themselves. That's a fact. And there you go. And then magic happened. And then we just acted like for the rest of the hour so there you go that's a fact this is most of the shows um okay dave next birthday suit the second birthday suit are you ready Hmm. i'm ready this one i'm confident on i'm very confident uh this one 92 percent Let's go. born on december 23rd 1965 in toledo ohio we had his brother on birthday suits just a couple months ago. Say what? Our birthday suit uh, was the son. <laughs> I didn't notice this in the last one, but he was the son of Jackie and Jack. Wait, what? His mom was Jackie. That, that's his, funny. His dad was Jack. Uh, his, right. His father, Jack, was a football coach and meant that the family moved around a lot. Our birthday suit wearer followed in his uh, father's footsteps and played football. Mm -hmm. He ended up playing high school football first in Michigan and then California. He decided to go to Mm -hmm. college at the University of Michigan. 
By the end of his college career, our birthday suit wearer was the starting quarterback at the University of Michigan. He went on to play 14 seasons in the NFL. Six with the Chicago Bears, four with the Indianapolis Colts, one with the Ravens, two with the San Diego Chargers, and one with the Carolina Panthers. Harbaugh. Yes, which one? Harbaugh. Hmm. Um, crap. Uh, Jack, John? John Harbaugh. Nah, nah. Jack. Yep, that's his dad. Oh, it's another um, Jay. <laughs> Jack, John. Um, uh, Jim. Oh, God. Jim. Jim. Jimbo. You were close. Oh. You were close. I'll give you 50%. I'll give you fi- It's Christmas. Thank I'll you. give you 50%. Shoot. You just, I should have had you that. Had to th- you, yeah, you jumped on it too hard, man. You jumped on it too hard. Uh, I was, uh, I will say I was very surprised. I didn't remember Jim Harbaugh having such a, uh, uh, NFL career. Long NFL career. I, yeah. I mean, he had 26,000 yards and 129 touchdowns. Wow. Like, that's, oh, shoot. He pl- so it's like he played. Yeah. It's not like he wasn't playing. He started a whole bunch of games for Indianapolis. That's where he played the most was yeah. with Indianapolis. But, like, it's okay. wild, man. Did he, was he the guy who got benched for Peyton Manning? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think he was already gone mm, by okay. then. I think he left right before okay. uh, Peyton, actually. Because it was because gotcha. I think the Ravens were, like, 2000. was was the year 2000 mm-hmm. or, or might have been 99. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. Peyton started in 98, I think. Was his rookie year? Yeah, something like that. So yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I I don't think it was. They might have traded him in okay. anticipation of Peyton. Maybe might have happened. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and look. But I I was blown away. Of course. Then after that, he went and uh, coached. Coached at the Oakland Raiders, and then at the University of San Diego, and then at the uh, U- uh, Stanford University, and then he took the head coach at San Francisco 49ers, and then lastly head coach of University of Michigan, where he's going to have to beat Michigan State or Ohio State sometime, or they're probably right. going to fire he's him. not going to have a job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I like his quirkiness. He's cool with his, with his khakis and his wacky comments, but, like, yeah, they go off of those two things. You got to beat one of those teams right. consistently or they're not going to keep you around. Doesn't matter how good you do totally in the other man. games. But you don't need to worry about that right now, Jim. It's your birthday. You're 55. Live it up. Yes! Live it up, man. There you go. It's hard to believe. I just thought about that. It's hard to believe that he is uh, only he's a year younger than Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Going to be honest. Right. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> seems much older than Eddie Vedder. Just, just. I, I was thinking the other way around. Y- really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you just think of Pearl Jam as like an old 80s band. <laughs> 90s band, man. 90s. They weren't oh, in the 90s. 80s. Okay. Come on now. Okay. You're showing your youth. Well, that shows you how much. You're showing your shows youth, how Dave. little I know. Come on. <laughs> you're showing you are not as old as Eddie Vedder and Jim Harbaugh. In fact, you may be like, I don't know, half their age. Anyways, let's exactly. take a break. We will be right back with a fan favorite. None other than Claude, Fly Till I Die, Lathan. Yeah. Hey, what's up, 
this Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And this Rock and Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904. The best show on the radio. You dig? This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. And as promised, our favorite NBA analyst, none other than Claude, fly till I die, Lathan, Claude. What's up, guys? How you doing? Woo! Doing good. That's right. Doing good. Uh, Glad to be here. Awesome. Claude, first off, I got to ask a little non-NBA real quick. How is Lily? Oh, man. Lily is, uh, she's doing okay today. We had a, a little bit of a scare yeah. uh, recently. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw, I, I did I posted a little bit about it, which I don't normally do. Yeah, but, I saw the, um, the Instagram post. Yeah, I, I ended up taking it down because I used a little bit of vulgar language, which I don't think you're, you should really do on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, teach their own. But uh, long story short, um, you know, for the third time in two and a half years, uh, Lily and I were on a walk. Uh, not for the third time we went on a walk, but for the <laughs> third time she was actually attacked. Third time? Can you attacked. believe it? Yeah. <laughs> We've only been on three walks. Poor <laughs> Lily. Yeah, she's cooped up in the house. You know, we, we go by those strict COVID regulations. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, she was subject to a uh, pit bull attack mm. uh, for the third time. Mm. And... Uh, this is um, the first time it was one dog, the second time it was three dogs, and then the third time it was three dogs again. So seven total pit bulls in three different attacks, three separate owners. And, um, you know, we, I was lucky enough to be able to fend them off and uh, just thankful that, that she's okay. But she's been resting and, uh, you know, she's a trooper, man. Mm. Jeez, mm. man. Uh, okay, so uh, first basketball thing. Good, first of all, good to know that Lily's doing okay. That's good. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ch- change of pace. Second of all, he's like uh, we wasted enough time on that. <laughs> oh the second thing I need to bring up that does relate to basketball, but not actually this season. I did notice I was watching the Last Dance once again, and I gotta say, Claude, you resemble slightly a young Tony Kukoc. Just slightly. Yeah. It's, okay. That's awesome. I just I was I was looking, I was like, that's a little bit of Claude right there. That's <laughs> I a little bit of Claude right there. So you could just I mean, if you want to make like a remake of the like the Tony Kukoc story biography, like an epic movie, you can be the lead. I'm just saying. No cast. Or if you if you can't think of a Halloween costume idea. <laughs> that, that'd be a real abstract <laughs> that somebody's like, who are you? Like, Tony Kukoc? Who? You know yeah, that guy. If I do Kukoc, <laughs> if I, do Kukoc I, need, uh, I need somebody to be Pippin and Jordan right next to me right. the whole night just trying to guard me. They can wear their Olympic jerseys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's so going to that's gonna require a little bit of more effort. So I say just wait for the – I'd say wait for the biography and you be Tony. That's it. Anyways. <laughs> Claude, the NBA season is crazy. It's here. So much. So much stuff we got to talk about. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thank God. Now, I'm going to throw some questions back and forth as we do. Uh, Dave, you're getting all the tough ones. You know that. I know Um, it. 
That's how it goes, man. Okay, here we go. So first off to Claude, uh, I was surprised about this. Doing the season outside the bubble. What do you think? What, uh, are they going to be able? Are they going to be as good at controlling it as they were in the bubble? So I'm going to say yes because the NBA has proven that they are the most competent uh, sports league outside of the NHL when it comes to COVID regulations. Mm-hmm. And um, is it going to be the exact same as what it was in the bubble? Of course not. I mean, that's where you're in a controlled environment, a cr- controlled setting. I think it's nine acres of, of a bubble, basically, where um, you have all of these rules that these players have to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, once uh, once they're in the bubble, they're following them. But then we saw what happened with players who were outside the bubble. Look at look at Lou Williams mm-hmm. and his lemon pepper wings, you know, mm-hmm. the strip club incidents and, <laughs> and other players. You see him in other sports doing it as well. So the NBA did a terrific job in going ahead and saying, hey, since we can't do a bubble, we're just going to go ahead and make every rule as strict as it can. We're going to fine you. We're going to take away draft picks. We're going to we're going to really punish your franchise if y'all do not follow these rules. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it comes into holding yourselves accountable. And as much as we love to play fantasy and, and talk about basketball because it's a sport that we love, it's a professional, you know, it's a professional career for mm-hmm. these guys. And um, if these players are not holding each other accountable, you know, it's it's going to come up from, uh, you know, the franchise or it's going to come down from the franchise owners to the GMs to the coaches then to the players but I, I think that the players are going to go ahead you know especially the the vets on each team um, and take a lead here take a stance and say guys you know there's not going to be any lemon pepper wings nice. you know that we're going to stick to the rules we're not going to lose any draft picks and uh, they're, they're going to go about things the right way well hopefully there'll be lemon pepper wings just just not illegal uh, uh, <laughs> just catered, catered. Yes, exactly, Dave. Exactly. Uh, Dave, here we go. Steph Curry with cornrows. How do you feel about it? Hmm. Dude, I, you know, I'm not the hugest fan on him with cornrows. <gasps> um, but the mellow bringing the cornrows back, I'm a huge fan of. Oh, okay. Like okay. old school, nice. old school mellow camera cornrows. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily a hater on the hairstyle, but it it just. I, I you think of Curry as like this young guy, yeah. Um, and I think with the buzz cut, he j- it just keeps him making looking younger. You know if that makes sense. No. Um, so nay, nay on Curry, yes on Mellow. Okay, well this is no shade against him, uh, but it is a pun. Huh? Do you think he's shading in some of his mustache with a marker? Hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> he. He, he he wants that facial hair so bad he <laughs> just can't get it. I was watching a video of him today and I was like, that really looks like some marker in there. That's a like I don't think that's all hair on the mud. Like the beard's the doing ju- just fine. for men or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, like the chin part that's okay, but the mustache. Nah, <laughs> nah, mm. he, he needed some help connecting it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, okay, Claude. Yes, sir. Was the biggest trade of the the off season Westbrook uh, for Wall? And and what does this trade mean? You know, I, I think when you're looking at the names of the players, you could probably make that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're talking about what, uh, you know, a, what biggest trade is going to make a difference for each team, I, I don't believe that it was the biggest trade. I think that um, it's you're basically swapping, uh, you know, a guy who is an athletic, uh, you know, 
point guard, very fast, uh, mm-hmm. up and down point guard, can pass the ball, great court vision mm-hmm. for the exact same player. Mm-hmm. You just you swapped one A and one B only to keep or try to make uh, James Harden happy and to also oblige by Russell Westbrook. He wanted to be the man on a team again. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would think that for the Wizards, it's probably a good trade. I mean. You're pretty much taking a player uh, in John Wall that hasn't played for you in two seasons and upgrading to Westbrook. So you've been without a point guard for two years, and now you have Russell Westbrook. So it's cool for them. Mm-hmm. For the Rockets, it's just keeping them stagnant. I mean, they're they're trying to figure out the James Harden nonsense. But I will say, you had a couple trades that were huge this year uh, or in this offseason. You have Chris Paul that goes and joins Devin Booker in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Holiday is a massive trade. Not because of the name, but because they're trying to keep Giannis, or we're trying to keep Giannis uh, in Milwaukee, and mm-hmm. of course he signed that uh, you know super max deal. Kelly Oubre coming over to the Warriors after Clay got hurt—that's mm-hmm. a huge trade for them because they they really were going to miss Clay. Um, but the biggest one for me, and you're going to probably think I'm crazy for saying this. But the Philadelphia 76ers trading Al Horford to the Thunder is the biggest trade of the offseason. They needed to unload that contract. Daryl Morey came in. He took the shortest vacation I've ever seen in my life. Mm. uh, Came in and absolutely... Uh, just built this roster around Embiid and Simmons. What you know, Elton Brand wasn't able to do, he's been able to do in a short amount of time. And and I think that the 76ers are really going to take a next step this year um, back to where they were a couple years ago because of Daryl Morey's move. Big predictions. Big predictions. That's what we bring Claude on for. Big predictions. That's what we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Dave. Fairly recently, I, I think you saw this. There were some videos taken of uh, AD and LeBron on bikes cruising through LA. Do you remember those videos? Hmm. Uh, I don't, uh, not off the top of my head, but. Okay, okay, well, um, there's some videos. Continue. Go back and check them. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to ask, they do they look weird on bikes? Because they look pretty weird on bikes. <laughs> I, I'm. A, I mean, there, there's no bike that fits a seven footer. Exactly. You know, 6'11", exactly. AD, 6'8", 6'9", LeBron, you just. No yeah. matter how high you put the seat up, there's no way it's near big enough to fit their cheeks. Like, yeah. No way. Yeah. And, you know, the, the the knee bend is probably hitting the handlebars. I haven't yeah. even seen it, but I can already imagine this picture. Uh, AD looks weirder than LeBron. LeBron, though, is still like, he's still so upright. Like, he's just like got yeah. like this perfect posture on the bike. And I'm just like, what is going on? It's so peculiar. They're just cruising. Those two, and then J.R. Well, they, they probably haven't ridden a bike since they were like five because they haven't fit on one since then. So J- true. J.R. Like, Smith don't, they was don't know with him. They're just awkward. <laughs> J.R. Smith was with him, but he doesn't count because he looked normal. Oh. So, you know, he was right. he, 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 he fit on the bike, so nobody really noticed yeah. him. Uh, okay, uh, Claude. Oh, yeah. Tom Thibodeau. He's Tibbs. now coaching the Knicks. I'm a fan of Tibbs, mm-hmm. uh, but does it really matter? Are they still going to suck? Hmm. Oh, th- yeah, they're going to be horrible. Okay. But, okay. but there's, a, there's a but there. Um, okay. The Knicks, for the first time, I don't. I, I mean, man, it, it's been 20 years since they've really made any great moves. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's been so long since they've had anything good to talk about in that franchise. So true. They have done a terrific job in this offseason of not going out and blowing their cap space up for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, that's more into the uh, more into the front office side of things than Tibbs specifically. But I wanted to start there because it's worth recognizing because Tibbs is going to be coaching players on rookie contract deals. Yeah. He's going to be coaching players like R.J. Barrett. He's going to be coaching players like Frank Nilakina. He can boss them around a little bit. What? Yeah, like Kevin Knox. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's been waiting for Kevin Knox to take a little, even a little bit of a leap, you know, to be a right. um, a rotational guy for a couple years, and he's just been third string sitting the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tibbs has a history. Well, I don't think I know, as we all do. Tibbs has a history of playing the his players. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, really pushing them, but he gets the most out of them, and they work hard for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that him being around this this young culture that the you know GM and uh, everyone in the front office has put together, I think that it's going to really pay off for them in the next couple of years. Now, I don't know if Frank's a long term solution. I think from the people that I uh, associate with in New York and my connections, I hear that you know he's a big fan favorite, but mm. uh, which is funny. You know, everybody wants to. See him succeed. I don't know if he'll be there in the future. But when you look at RJ Barrett and when you look at Kevin Knox and you look at the rest of that roster, what's going to get them to take that next step forward? Two things opportunity and a guy that's going to push them. And Tom Thibodeau can do that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's funny saying he's a fan favorite. It makes me think of how, like, when you talk about pretty much every team, uh, you know, Boston, Chicago, uh, uh, Detroit. Uh, New York, they all say, oh, they, they're a, you know, blue-collar team. They really love those hard workers. Like, really, the only two teams in the NBA that they don't say that about are L.A. and Miami. That's a fact. It's like, pretty much it. <laughs> Everybody else is the blue-collar hard workers, and those two teams are like, oh, we don't have to. We've got palm trees. We're good. Nope. Right. I mean, we're not it's all about the location. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Dave, here we go. Yes, sir. Off the top of your head, 2021, what's the most annoying NBA team? Who's who's the most annoying? Who do you think? Hmm. Oh, man. Most annoying NBA team. Um, you, that's a hard one, man. I don't really find people annoying. Um, nice. That's good I answer. Mean, Dave's I think, well, ELA. So, hold on. My, my, my second thing is uh, I'm going to say the Phoenix Suns because I mm. feel like uh, even though I love CP3 and Devin Booker, they both kind of cry a lot, mm. you know. Mm. So to have them like <laughs> hype up each other, the other crying, mm. like they're both they're both studs, like no doubt about it. But they'll like yell at the refs and like yeah. Devin Booker complains about getting double teamed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can see it. That's right. I, you know, this is a bit of a curveball, but I, I I know I know you guys probably aren't going to agree with me. I have to go with the Mavs. Wait, what? And mm. it can't it. Nah, it uh, it it came up because of last year's playoffs. Claude knows exactly what, what I'm talking about because I I texted Claude and t- Claude no doubt could feel my fury because I was rooting <laughs> for the the Clippers and it was just mm. they were getting demolished by the Mavs with Luca just being like, hey, I'm injured but I'm still smiling and I'm dominating this game and it doesn't even look like I'm trying. Here I go. Dude, like that's the that's the craziest <laughs> thing. He's like six four, six five. He looks like he doesn't jump higher than five inches. Everything he does is slow. 
but it, he but it's gets fast. it done. It, it looks it's so frustrating. I know it looks slow, but it's fast. Like that's the thing is it's that's, a, it's an optical illusion. Yeah. You're like, oh no, that's not fast. And then you like you actually play it, and you're like, oh no, he was really fast, and he just outdid yeah, no everyone. No one can guard him. <laughs> yeah, that's called the game slowing down for someone who's played professional basketball since I think the age of fourteen. Three. Yeah, three yeah. years old. Yeah, <laughs> that was him. Luca at three. Came out shooting uh, threes. Uh, okay, Claude. Speaking of that, though, what about what about Luca Magic? Are are we going to see him? Is he going to be MVP this year? What's what's going down with Luca? Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, funny enough, I proclaimed on the Doc G show at the beginning of last season that uh, my sleeper pick for the year was going yeah. to be the Mavericks, and I said, I uh, thought no, you were you know, insane. Yeah, everyone like, did. Yo. My my <laughs> friends, my colleagues, everyone did, and I said, there's something special about this guy. You can tell. Um, I'd never seen him hit a game winner outside of the Euro League, but I said there's something special about him. And sure enough, um, man, if he didn't will them without Kristaps to as far as they could have gone in the playoffs last year, I mean, it was in phenomenal that, to watch. That overtime three, oh my Ooh, God. man. That was yeah. crazy. I was just was so ice good. in his veins, man. I was just like, ah, oh, like, I just, like, I just, I felt. And you know, you know, Dave, this is sacrilege for me. I'm wearing an MJ shirt right now. But I felt like yes. on the other side of an MJ uh, shot. Like I felt like, uh, you know, like a Utah Jazz fan at the end of a 97 game. Like, oh, like, so true. I just, oh, God, it was amazing. Amazing. Man. So do you, well, I, do you, I think that I think Luca, I mean, he's obviously a fan favorite at this point. He's a he's a front runner for MVP. But. Here's the deal with MVP. What what does it mean anymore? I, I really mm. don't know exactly, and I've talked about this on the show before, but I don't know exactly what the real credentials for MVP means now. Nope. Because it seems oh, yeah. like it's a fan favorite of the media who just puts up a bunch of stats and wins the award. That's what the yeah. case has been for the majority of MVPs for the last probably 10 to 15 years. Some of them deserving a lot of, I mean, there are deserving ones, um, but there are people who've been snubbed and we don't have to go into all those details. Um, but this past year, you know, we watched it happen. Now, I'll go back to the most recent example just to save face on the other seasons. But, um, you know, Giannis, was he deserving of it? Sure. Sure. 100% great season, amazing season, led his team to first uh, uh, seed in the East and, you know, most wins in the league overall. And, um, you know, just an outstanding season. But mm -hmm. was he the MVP? I think you could make a really strong argument on the opposite side that he wasn't, but he was kind of handed that award before the season started by the media. Oh, Giannis will probably go back to back. And by the end of the season, Oh, Giannis probably should win MVP. I mm -hmm. don't know. There's some give and take there. Long story short, you're looking at Giannis, Luca, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. Mm -hmm. um, if the nuggets continue to build, you've got Jokic. I doubt Murray would be in that conversation for them. Um, who knows what's going to happen with James Harden, but my dark horse this year for MVP is Steph Curry. I think that oh. Steph Curry, if he stays healthy, I don't see any reason why if he leads the Warriors, let's just say best case scenario, he leads the Warriors to a number three or four seed. Okay, if they have a three or four seed in the West and he's averaging 29, 30 points per game, if he's averaging mm. six, maybe seven assists per game, why isn't mm. he the MVP? Isn't That's valuable true. supposed to be what MVP stands for? Because I think the media has made it stand more for outstanding. If they want to mm -hmm. do it that way, they should divide the awards up and do an MOP and an MVP because the most Ooh. valuable player, even this past season, you could have made the argument that it was Chris Paul. 
I mean, it, mm. val- what does value mean nowadays? So Luca is in the conversation, um, but I'm going to take Steph Curry for a dark horse. Man, man, somebody, man. somebody, get Adam Silver on the line. Needs to think <laughs> about that MOP and MVP. That's that's good. I like it. I I do agree. I mean, there's a lot of there because then it comes into how good the team does also, and like mm-hmm. just it's it's a whole it's a it's a whole bunch of questions there. I definitely I like the I like the Steph Curry. Uh, and it made me laugh when you said when you said Jokic. I just it, it just. <laughs> Just like because you know Dave brought up about Luca not looking like athletic and on some of some of the things Jokic is like the anti like anti athlete figure. He's just this dude like this giant mm-hmm. dude that's like, hey, what's up? I can throw the ball across the across the court with a uh, one hand, but I look like <laughs> I might go to KFC first. Like it's just he's. <laughs> So like, and he just he did I, when he went on his diet, and he had like he was apparently drinking a two liter of soda every day, and like somebody had to be wow. like, "Hey, dude, that's not good for you." And he's like, "Oh, whoops, okay, I'll stop that then." And like, he's so he non, lost, he's like, so nonchalant with uh, nonchalant with his play style. I mean, he yeah. comes across as mm-hmm. uh, y'all mentioned earlier about Luca playing slow. I mean, he he plays slow, and yes. uh, it is right, so effective. Right. There were so many plays in this last year's playoffs where he'd just like, you know, sort of like like do a couple spins and just like duck under the person and then just sort of throw it underhand underneath their arm and be like, whoop, went in. There you go. What the f- How did that go in? <laughs> what was that? Like, just so crazy, man. Oh, mm-hmm. I love him, though. He, he, for some reason, even though he has that same sort of deal, yeah, he just makes me laugh when he does it. I'm just like, oh, that guy. Oh, he's a he's a better passing and shooting version of Zach Randolph, which is a huge yeah. compliment. Shout out to Z- shout, You know we love shout outs on the show. Shout out to Zebo. Shout out. Yes, for sure, for sure. Well, okay, moving along, moving along. Dave, I mentioned Adam Silver. Uh, yes. If he tried, could he grow any hair on his face or head? Dude, that is a fantastic <laughs> question. Or is, is he, he uh, just is, is he just alopecia or no, I was about to say, is he just permanently a malnourished Mr. Clean? What? Is that what is gonna happen <laughs> at all times? Dude. Like you yeah, I'm surprised during lockdown he just didn't get buff as in the bubble. I <laughs> I actually did say, I will say, even though I made that question, I have seen where he's had shadows. Hair shadows. Oh. Yeah, I've seen. I've, oh, okay. I've seen <laughs> a couple. He's pictures. got a really bad hairline, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's. It, well, I mean, I saw a facial shadow too. He he just keeps that shaving under wraps. Wow. He's he's a fast shaver. Okay. Apparently, he wants it. He wants it well, smooth. If you shave every day, it's gonna stay smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if he doesn't leave his house without it, I guess he, he stays smooth, man. He stays smooth. Uh, we don't. We don't take the time to do that on. No. The show. <laughs> he, he looks like he sunburns really easy. He does look like that. That's oh, for sure. Man. If you know in Orlando, he definitely got red. He, <laughs> no, he was that guy wearing the the Raiden hat from Mortal Kombat everywhere. <laughs> that he was just going around with the that. And, 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 Giant, <laughs> and he's wearing like a long sleeve yeah. swim shirt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to protect himself. He was that guy you, you in the protection. pool. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we're gonna do a quick lightning round here. Hypothetical playoff matches for Claude, and uh, you know what would happen? Seven game series in the playoffs if they meet. Dave, 
I'm going to give you matchups of NBA players doing weird hypothetical things or teams in weird matchups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. Claude, rematch of Miami versus the Bucks. Who's winning it this year? What do you think? Hmm. I think the Bucks win. I think that uh, with the additions that they made, Drew Holiday, they really upgraded their bench. I, I hate that they don't have both Lopez brothers anymore because that was fun to watch the WWE yeah. wrestling takes mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. beforehand. But from from a basketball standpoint, strictly, I, I think the Bucks would would take that matchup. Nice, nice. I do too. I think sort of the shock's over. I don't know if Jimmy can will his way. I love Jimmy. Don't get me wrong, but mm, that's tough. Dave. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, Kevin Durant mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. hundred meter hurdles. But when they're performing the hundred meter hurdles, they can't leave the ground. They can simply step over the hurdle. Who wins? Man, <laughs> dude, that's a good one. I th- I think uh, KD's just a tad lighter. Mm, um, mm. It, and he's fresh off PT, so nice. I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah, I say Brandon Ingram looks too sleepy. I don't think he'll do it. Yeah, he gets too tired. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I think he's just high. What? But that's just <laughs> <me>. <laughs> he's too sleepy. He's too sleepy. Uh, look at you. First, first it was the beer comment when I'm trying to have a wholesome PB and J, and now it's it's marijuana. Come on. Girl, come on. Come on, Dave. Pull I'm it together. Sorry. It's, it's a clean ho- show. It's the holiday cheer. Ah, jeez. <laughs> okay. Claude, Mavs versus Denver. Who's winning? Hmm. Full strength. Uh, I'm taking the Mavericks. I think one more year mm. stepping forward for Luka Doncic. We just talked about it. Um, he's really yeah. going to be outstanding, as we expect. Uh, the The issue with them is health-wise. Can Kristaps stay healthy? I, I hope that he does when he comes back after um, the first couple weeks or months of the season. We'll just have to see yeah. how his knee looks. But, um, yeah, I, I think overall that team plays hard. What people aren't going to realize, though, with the Mavericks – and this is mm. going to seem, we talked about trades earlier in the show. Right. Uh, one thing that's going to make a big difference is they traded uh, Seth Curry for Josh Richardson. And so right. Seth, you know, mm. joins the Sixers and they got Josh Richardson. Now, Richardson's a nice piece. Is he somebody that's going to put him over the top? I actually think they're going to miss Seth Curry's three-point shooting and passing yeah. ability more so than they needed Josh's totally. uh, defense. So, um, you know, Denver is, we know who they are. And their question is, does Michael Porter Jr. take that next step? I don't know if he does, but we know what the Mavs bring to the table. Um, It's just all about health. I'm taking them. Nice. Dave, Mm -hmm. uh, the NBA City Edition jerseys 2021 came out. Yes. Each team yes. had a slogan with the release. Okay. Some of the slogans, pretty good. Atlanta's, the South has something to say. Mm-hmm. Memphis's, like grit, grind, and groove. Okay, okay, uh, okay. But Minnesota's is the North Star that guides and unites and oh, Oklahoma's. What does, what does that have to do with this? <laughs> uh, 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 and Oklahoma's <laughs> is created for Oklahoma. Hmm. <laughs> Which one created is the dumber slogan? Dude, they're both terrible. Yes. Um, yes. They, they they both lose. I mean, the North Star that guides us or something. You guides and unites. Guides and unites. Yeah, that's terrible. That's 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 so cheesy and terrible. I'm picking that one. I don't know, man. Created for Oklahoma. Like obviously, you're the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who else is it created for? Created for the Sonics. Whoops, we forgot. We moved to Seattle. Seattle. Like, come on, guys. (laughs) 
Anyways, Claude. Yes. Nets versus Boston. Who's winning? I'm taking the Nets. <gasps> uh, I've got no reason to believe. Um, you know, and, and and this is all dependent on health. If the health. Uh, the Nets make a tra- well, yeah. If the Nets make a trade or not, right? Mm. So we'll see what happens there. But look, you've got Kevin Durant. You've got it. I mean, he's an MVP. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, I mean, even eighty percent Kevin Durant is still better than. Uh, you know, ninety percent of the NBA. The slim, I mean, slim reaper. Yeah, slim reaper. Yeah, um, but you know, you've got NBA champ and MVP Kevin Durant. You've got uh, NBA champ. Um, you know, just an integral part of a championship team in Kyrie. Kyrie has been proven to only be successful when he has a lead guy next mm. to him. He's never done anything on his own. He didn't do anything in Boston when he was the lead mm. guy. But now he's got Kevin Durant to help take that uh, burden off his shoulders a little mm. bit. And then the supporting cast, you're splitting time at center between Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. That's a fact. Um, you have a... Uh, a terrific, terrific coaching staff yes! when it comes to Steve Nash taking the helm. They basically brought in the, the 2000s, mid-2000s sons and said, hey, y'all run the team. So they've got Nash, Dan Tony, and Amari Stoudemire taking uh, that team You know, from a coaching standpoint. Nice. Um, I think that at the end of the day, they're, they're just too much. Boston, I don't know if when Kimba comes back, um, the big three of Kimba and um, uh, Tatum and... Uh, Brown are going to end up meshing as well as we'd like to see. I just don't know that, so I'm taking the Nets. Man, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never actually thought about like. I, I guess I just didn't take time to think about. It, but you're totally right with like, yeah, Kevin Durant. He love he likes being the lead guy, but he wants to have people around him, but not that you know. Mm-hmm. And then Kyrie is like the exact opposite. Man, that's yeah. They, they might actually be a good match. I wasn't thinking they'd be a good match. Hey, and, and when you when you look at the rest of the players on that roster, like I said, you've got DJ, you've got Jared Allen. Those are great yeah. centerpieces. And then you look at the guard spot. If you're telling me Spencer Dinwiddie is your fifth best, best player, fourth or fifth, fifth best player on the mm-hmm. roster, I mean, these are guys that you're talking about trading for a perennial all-star like James Harden. So, you know, uh, uh, an MVP like James Harden. So these aren't scrubs that we're talking about. You don't get just or you don't just get included in trade talks if you don't bring any value to the table. So the Nets have really good pieces around them. Um, Boston, I like their addition of Tristan Thompson. But again, I I just don't know if... um, if when Kimba comes back, if they're going to be playing, you know, yeah. me ball or if it's how that's going to yep. mesh. So I'm taking the yep. Nets. Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Guy from Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Or Grayson Allen. Who's more likely to be mistaken for an accountant instead of an NBA player? <laughs> um, I think Kyle Guy is a little... Um, leaner, so I'm going to yeah. give it to him. Yeah, um, he's he's also small. He's like three and, and inches shorter. Yeah, doesn't he, that's the guy from Virginia, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got a Virginia. Do- well, I guess Grayson has a Duke degree. Neither yeah. of them could really be <laughs> not bad. Be accountants, really. not bad. You know, <laughs> not bad degrees. I don't I don't think they were any close to financing though or accounting. So uh, I don't know. I have to research. I'm going to research. I'm following up on that, Dave. I'm going to find out. What were their degrees in college? Yeah. Okay, Claude. (laughs) Lakers versus Mavs. Um, I I think this is the old head versus the young head. I'm taking the king all day. I don't see any reason why not Mm. to. 
until he's dethroned um, and, and it seems like he's the only person that can do that to himself. Um, I'm, I'm going to take LeBron in about any matchup, whether it's a team, uh, you know, unless the 2017 Warriors with Kevin Durant are being thrown out on the court, I just don't see any way I'm taking anyone against LeBron in an individual matchup or in a, in a team setting. Mm. It's just too much. And he and AD proved to be the uh, the best duo in the league this past year. I think that'll continue into the season. It's true. It's true. If only and the AD and the could... additions. Mm. I gotta say, I, I was gonna stop there, but the last thing I'll say on that, the additions. Uh, shout out to again another shout out to Rob Palinka. Mm. I mean, the, the moves that they made. Uh, you it, when you look at the roster last year, I was sitting there thinking to myself, okay, Rondo, he's not a great fit, but he's fine. He's still Rondo. He's just an old version. Mm-hmm. Same thing with mm-hmm. Dwight Howard. You know, these were bigger names that we all recognized. And we're like, okay, they can figure it out. I didn't think that they could upgrade at each position, and somehow they managed to do that. Say so what? great job by the right. Lakers front office. You bring in Mark Gasol, NBA champion. You bring in uh, Montrez Harrell, six man of the year. Um, you bring in Dennis Schroeder, runner-up for six man of the year. Uh, both these guys averaged over 18 points per game. Um, and then when you look at the rest of the lineup, you you lose Danny Green. Who'd you replace him with? You replace Danny Green with Danny Green, a.k.a. Wesley Matthews. Mm. So it's, I mean, everywhere <laughs> that they, they lost a player, they, they upgraded or stayed at least the same. And uh, you just can't give enough kudos to that front office for what they yeah. did. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Montrez Harrell and Schroeder with uh, with LeBron. You know, they they add a little bit of swagger to the team and a little bit of grit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they kind of elevate their play too. Mm. Mm. Rob Palenka sort of looks like Rob Lowe too. It's interesting because they both have Rob. <laughs> yeah, he names. does. What? Just, just a thought. Yeah, he really does. You know, just throw it out there. They both are good-looking dudes doing a good job. So nicely done, both to both Rob. <laughs> uh, Dave. Yes, sir. Miami Heat versus Brooklyn Nets in the Miami American Airlines Arena. They have the Mafongo hot dog, a hot dog topped with Mafongo sauce and me. crispy chicharrones. Yeah. Yeah. While the Barclays I don't know what we're eating. <laughs> well, while the Barclays Center has the Krabby Shack Clobster Roll, a potato filled oh. a potato roll filled with crab and lobster cooked in garlic butter and then mixed with lobster oh, sauce. Who are you going Sign with? Sign me up. Sign me up for the the Clobster. Okay. Brooklyn can, Nets you, you it can't, is. You can't you can't lose with that. I don't know, man. That maf- hey, bring bring me one when you get yours, because that there sounds go. so good. I don't know, man. The Mafongo hot dogs getting me going. The Mafongo hot dogs. This is why I have the. the this gr- is why I have the hard questions. It's true. It's, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not it's gonna very debate true, that. Yeah. Uh, Claude Clippers versus Denver. I think the Clippers get this one. I think that um, you know after last season they have. Uh, Addition by subtraction. They've mm. lost Doc Rivers. They bump up Ty Lu. I like the move. They're incorporating the triangle. They, you know, Paul George. I didn't like his comments. You keep things like this, uh, you know, internal. But he was more public and said, you know, he didn't feel like Doc Rivers made the right adjustments for them last season. Mm-hmm. I think that changes this year. Ty Lu's won a championship. Um, and he did so with the, the best player potentially to ever play the game. He knows how to play against the guy. He's going to be calling the shots. I know that it seems like if a, an assistant coach is right next to the head coach, um, you know, 1A, 1B, he's going to be right in his ear. And he was. But it, ultimately, at the end of the day, Ty Lue didn't make those decisions. And it was Doc Rivers. So I like the switch there. 
Um, I think Kawhi is going to try and take that next step as a leader. He's not very vocal with his teammates other than making short comments. And I think he's actually going to try and be more in a leadership role this year. Mm. Um, and Paul George, I don't think that we saw him fully healthy last year. I think he was in and out of, of even when he played, he was in and out of being healthy. And um, overall, they're going to take that next leap into, I, I, I can promise you this, they're not going to throw uh, blow a three to one lead. And the addition of Serge Ibaka is going to pay off way more than people realize because when you can move Zubak to the second uh, team and put uh, Ibaka with that first squad who mm. won a championship with Kawhi Leonard, That's right. you're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a huge difference. So I like the Clippers in, in most any matchup outside of the Lakers. Nice. Uh, Dave. Mm. Yeah. J.R. Smith versus James Harden. Who's more likely to get annoying on a road trip? Hmm. Oh, I feel like uh, J.R. Smith is the guy that kind of just he'll like sleep the whole time. Mm -hmm. and I feel like James Harden's a guy that like sings really loud on to the ah, radio. I'm thinking reverse on that actually. I think J.R. Really? Smith's the guy that's going to be singing. I think James Harden's the guy that's just going to put his put his uh, hoodie on and and just go to sleep. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know though. Possibly, like, man. Again, you're know. the one. You're no. You're the one with the hard question. I'm not answering it. It was you. Okay. That's your okay. question. <laughs> okay. You can't change. You can't change my mind. La change my mind. <laughs> Last one, Claude. Bucks versus the Nets. Who are we choosing? Bucks versus the Nets. Um, hmm. You know, I think this is gonna be one of the most fun mashups that we get to see all year. And um, mm. I think that Giannis is going to be on a mission. But the one thing about Giannis mm -hmm. is uh, he has not proven to me, or anyone for that matter, that he's capable of taking the big shots to win a game. He'll just come down and dunk on you on a fast break. Um, he can stop mid-range and, and hit a closer shot. Uh, but when where... where yeah. I mean, Doncic is coming into his third season... Uh, and he's already had his big playoff moment this past season. Where's Giannis's big playoff moment? I, I don't know where that That's is. True. If he's playing against a team like the Nets, who have Kyrie and Kevin Durant on their team, I, I mean, if they if, both if, had big playoff. Let, let me ask you a question. For the first time ever, maybe in the show, hmm. uh, where I ask you a question, <laughs> let me ask you: hmm. If you had to choose between Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, or Giannis to take your last shot in a game. Is Giannis going to take the shot out of those three guys? Oh no, no, no yeah, no, definitely no. not. And but I don't, I don't know who I'm going to choose between KD and and Kyrie though. That's tough. And that that is my no. point exactly. The Nets have two guys that you can depend on to win them games. You can't put the ball in Giannis's hands yet and say, "Go win me this game in the last minute." So if it's if it you know is a the only chance that the Bucks would have of beating the Nets is blow if they out. blow them out to start with, which is how they win a majority of yeah. their regular season games. Otherwise, if it comes down to a close game, I'm taking the Nets all day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Dave, this may be the most important one. This may be the most important one we got. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Draymond Green versus Zion Williamson. Who's winning in a mile race where at the halfway point you have to eat a one-pound burrito? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't think the only way that um, Zion would – lose is if Draymond flails and you know kicks him in the groin or something or trips him or something like that hey not that he's ever been known to do that before you haven't seen Draymond eat you don't know you don't know he could house Zion that doesn't burrito look like he's lost any he could house he's it. never lost anything in his life 
Yeah, I feel like Draymond's the type of guy that that eats burritos and then goes to practice. I don't know if Zion's that guy. That's that's a good point. That's true. That's a good point. It is. That's a good point. I'm just saying, I want to I want to see it happen. <laughs> Draymond, Zion, make it happen, guys. Come on, it's important. Who cares about this in a NBA season? Jeez. Okay, Claude. Before we move on, Eastern Finals predictions, Western Conference Finals predictions. Who's in it? Yeah. So Eastern, I think we just mentioned them. I, I you know, it, we always say it's barring the seeding, right? But if we're talking about the best two teams in each conference, I think that and and they were to match up in the Eastern Western Finals. Uh, for the East, I'm going to go with the Bucks mm. and the Nets. I think that um, we'll get to see that. And we'll finally, if, if that does happen, we'll get to see, can Giannis take that next step in his mm-hmm. career? Can he mm-hmm. be that guy? Um, but I think we'll see Bucks and Nets there. For the West, I'm going to, hate to be cliche, I'm going to go back and uh, take the Clippers and Lakers mm-hmm. uh, as a showdown again. I, wow. I think we all missed out this past season. You know, Jared Dudley came out and said, hey, we were all expecting it to be the the Clippers. I know ESPN was already covering the Clippers versus the Lakers before the Clippers and I Nuggets to see were finished. It. Yeah. And look what happened. So, I, you know, I think that um, it, the Lakers are clearly better than they were last year. Um, the biggest question there isn't talent. It's team camaraderie. Mm-hmm. For the uh, the Clippers again, taking that next step with Ty Lue as the head coach and and the rest of the roster, can they can they not you know fall down three one, um, or excuse me lose or go up three one and lose that again? I, I don't know, but I think those are the two best teams in the West, so that'd be my. I like pick. it. I like it. Okay, now before we let you go, Claude, I've got one more uh, segment. Uh, Dave, you know what time it is? What time is are it? We- are we on shoe and tell or birthday suit? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> it is. It's shoe and tell. You are correct. Let's yes. go. Now, shoe and tell. Claude, you may not be familiar, but on the show for the last mm, We're 30 like weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is the 30th here. So, uh, oh, okay. but. But we, we had those uh, weeks in the summer where we were doing two shows, so it's not actually 30 weeks. But 30 shows, Claude, we have been introducing a shoe of my shoe collection to bring to tell about on the on the show. All of my, my favorite shoes. And I've got a doozy for the 30th. I got a doozy. I told you, Dave, that I'd bring a doozy. Are you ready? Yeah. Here every, it is. every multiple of 10, we get, we get some heat. Claude. That's right. This today we've got the Concord Elevens. That's Ooh, right. Classic. The Concord nice. Eleven Originals with the forty-five on the back. The original forty-fives, not the twenty-three redos. That's right. Mm. Uh, dead stock as well, my friend. Of course, never worn. Uh, I can lick the bottoms. That could happen. The shoes. Oh, man, they're so nice. The shoes that the double nickel game in Madison Square Garden occurred, the comeback game in Indiana, all that happened in these shoes. I mean, love it. Just to let you guys, just to let you guys know, these are the, this was the first shoe that I actually thought could give you superpowers, basically. I know. (laughs) You know, like. I have a pair too, and when you wear them, you just, you just feel different. Yeah. You feel like you just put on future space boots. You're just like, right. who, who knows what could happen in these shoes right now? So true. I mean, I love the sixes. I love the sevens, the tens, celebration of Jordan, but elevens, reintroduction to greatness right there. There it is. Oh, yeah. The 30s. 
the 30s, everybody. The 30th of the shoe and tell Concord 11s. There it is. I love it. And that, that 45 is stitched on there, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, uh, man, that's one of the annoying parts when you wear your 11s and the, the back 23 like comes off. Mm. You don't have to worry about that. Well, you've never worn them, but <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, the rub off, that's a real annoying. That's, mm. yeah. And then your, I, your 23's gone. What a shoe. Didn't, um, wasn't, wasn't there a quote with, um, I think it was after Jordan played that first game back with the shoes and I could be wrong, but I think it was Nick Anderson from Orlando said something about, uh, number 23. Yeah, not 45. Jump no, number 45 is no 23. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, oh, then man. he came back out the next game wearing the same shoes and he got fined for it, I think, but, uh, yeah. he lit him up. Yeah. Well, you know, that was, uh, a one, one of the classic, uh, motivating, which like there were, you know, 35 memes after, uh, the last dance that were basically like just, you know, this one thing, that's all it took. Then I was going after him, and that that was one of those things. Was Nick Anderson saying that he heard that, and then you come back, and that was they get sweeped the next time in the playoffs in the '95 playoffs. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Nick Anderson, a Jordan brand uh, player. Maybe later in his career, not then though. I don't, not then. Cause he didn't have. They didn't have any like when he first yeah, came he, back. He's one of the first. He's one of the first Jordan PE athletes. Nice. That's like when the uh, the Orlando Tens came out were because of him. Yeah, yeah. That was now. Now all I can think about are the the memes where Michael Jordan's sitting in his chair. And That's says, all it took. And, and, <laughs> Just and, laughing. And I took that personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because there are, they're like, and I mean, it's true. Like, that's all, like, there was just that, like, I think my favorite is the the Carl, uh, the coach of the Seattle Supersonics, where where he doesn't yeah, say, where he doesn't say hey to him at uh, George Carl at dinner. And he's just like, all right, that's it. I'm going in on George Carl. And you're like, what? He's the coach. What? What? Really? That's all it took? All right. And I took that personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So good, man. So good. Claude, it has been fantastic to have you on the Christmas special, my friend. Guys. Yeah, uh, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Couldn't have asked for anything more uh, to end the year. I think 2020 has been so crazy for everyone. We we even started off the you know my my part of the show here um, we you know, did. talking about Lily and and that craziness. Everything about this year has been insane, and um, just happy that we can tie things up with uh, you know a great Christmas special. And appreciate you guys. Yeah, starting starting it off right, man. A Christmas miracle, Claude on the Doc G show once again. Hooray! <laughs> we we are gonna take a break. We are gonna hear from our longtime friends of the show and the usual guests of the Christmas special, the fellas. Lonely Highway. We got to get one of their songs back on here. Let's hear one of my favorites. This is My Dog right here on the Doc G Show. Tall pines and blazing heat Had a job in an old steel mill I was slaving by week to week Every dollar that I ever earned I spent on Friday night With some boys that I grew up with 
others that hold the line Oh my dog, my dog So we got good things going on Yeah, we light the bonfires and party on all night long Oh my dogs, my dogs We don't always get along But I know they got my back and I'm never alone I ain't around the chances are I've gone to see a man about my dog. They were there when I got a tattoo and the day my son was born. The day my grandpa passed away, we talked and drank till four. They helped me build my shotgun house And they got me out of some jams And there's that one time the Bruce got drunk I damn that dude got slammed Oh my dogs, my dogs We got good things going on Yeah, we light the bonfires and party on all night long Oh my dogs, my dogs We don't always get along but I know they got my back and I'm never alone If I ain't around the chances are I've gone You see my dog, my dog Here on the Doc G Show, you just heard Lonely Highway. Man, they need to re-release that album, man. They've been working yeah, on I it. I miss them. It's just so, like, I mean, I feel like we, we're like, we're literally the only place people can get that those Lonely Highway jams so is on our former shows and this, because they took it back off of Spotify. Dude, and, so. and that song is one of my favorites, too, man. It's a jam. It's a jam. I thought, like, I mean, I, I'm not fronting. When they came out with that CD, and I told you, I was listening to those on, on repeat. That's right. Uh, Bad Boy, yep. My Dog, uh, uh, Living in the USA. I, I love my dog. Those are so, just those jams, man. Jams. That's a fact. This is a good Good, totally. good album all the way through. They did such a good job. Hope those guys get it going again, uh, and we have them on the show real soon. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. 
Uh, there you go. But shout out to 2021. Shout Come out. on, bring the bring in the lonely highway. Amen. 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 And shout out to Claude. Thanks for coming on the show once again. We appreciate Claude, our guy Claude. Shout Just bringing out. all the NBA stuff. You know, I gotta agree with him. He won me over. I agree with him on everything except, of course, I gotta go against LeBron. So I'm gonna say that uh, uh, the Clippers are gonna beat him. That's what I'm gonna say. It's, there you, you go. Know, but you know, it, I'm going with Claude because he's he knows more. Well, I mean. Let's be honest. Uh, like you said, he's the he's the professional. Well, like you said, LeBron hasn't stared us wrong yet. Like I, even though I'm get, it's sort of like when you go against Tom Brady. Like first he's got to prove it that he's gonna lose. Like and he hasn't. So yep. you know, at, at least at this point in his career, earlier in his career, he We don't need to get into that. Anyways, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dave, last birthday suit. Since we don't have a, a shoe and tell, we've already done that. Are you ready? Third birthday suit. Give her to me. This one I'm confident too. This one I'm even more confident. Even though I had 92, I mean you got 50 percent of that one. It was 92. You would you you yeah, knew who I, mean, I was I, talking I about. It. Yeah. Um, I got my J's mixed up. This one is 97 percent. Here we go. Born on December 23rd, 1975 in Montgomery, Alabama. Our birthday suit mm -hmm. wearer grew up in Bainbridge, Georgia, where he played football. He had several teammates in high school that ended up going pro, including Champ Bailey. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Wow. He ended up signing with the University of Georgia, where he was a four-time letterman as defensive back. He had uh, 13 career interceptions. He ended up graduating nice. with a degree in finance. So this guy. Oh, look at that. This guy. It happens. This, this, He's our accountant. I was about to say, this guy has beaten Grayson, no doubt. Um, anyways, he ended up signing as a free agent with the Indianapolis Colts, but was cut before he made it to the season. So he went into coaching. He started at the University of Georgia as mm -hmm. an administrative assistant but then quickly went mm -hmm. to Florida State for two years while getting his master's degree, and then went to LSU to coach defensive backs under Nick Saban. He then went to coach Dang. at Georgia uh, to coach the running backs. He then went to Alabama with Nick Saban to become the defensive coordinator. Hmm. In 2013, he became the highest paid assistant coach in college football. Then in 2015, he announced that he would become the head coach at the University of Georgia. Since then, uh, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is correct. What a resume! Like, I'm, pretty, I'm a little too young to appreciate all the stuff he did early. But pretty good coaches. Man, that is a resume. He's been around some solid coaches. I mean, obviously, uh, you know. Uh, Nick Saban, Bobby Bowden, Nick Saban, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, he was he was a player back in the day. He was a player. Yeah, and, thirteen interceptions at the SEC ain't no joke. Yeah, and and I didn't mention it in the little spiel there, but he was uh, uh, all all academic SEC uh, all four years. He Look was there. That. So he sounds like it. He got his masters too. Good for him. So you know, uh, since being at Georgia, he has had them fifty-one and fourteen. 
Five of those losses pretty were in good. the first season, too. So, you know, uh, he's been pretty... Uh, they haven't done much losing lately. Pretty much just Alabama, which I know has got to annoy him, but pretty much that's, that's about right. it. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Kirby. Turning pretty pretty young fella relative to the others, 45. Yeah, same, Tur- same, as, same as Champ Bailey, so... Yeah. yeah, turning 45, man. Happy birthday, happy Kirby. Happy birthday, Kirby. Enjoy it. Your name is unique. I always find it funny. Me and uh, me and Justin talked about it for like a minute. Uh, like I think it was three years ago on the show. Kirby. Yeah. Think of the little pink, yeah. little pink. Yeah, uh, Nintendo character. character. Yeah, Kirby. Anyways, all right, Dave. It's the end of the show. It's the end of the year. Yeah, man. We're taking a break. I can't believe it. A good one. A break. It's insane. We're going to take a two-week break. You earned it. I, you know, I pushed the show for two years without a single week off. That's right. Two years straight. No no weeks off. Because you're a baller. You know? The the listeners appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I was about to say, I don't think they actually do, but you do. Nope. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And we will take... Take it as those return listeners in the internationals. We all know them. We know the Genoa Italy's. We know the the yes. Barcelona Mozambique. Spains, the Dublin Irelands, all of those folks out there. I take that as appreciation. Shout Thank out. you guys. And we will be totally. back in two weeks. I'm going to be refreshed. Dave, I've got a lot of guest ideas building up. I want... Yeah, 2021's man. guests. Even though you'll be off, you'll still be working. Oh yeah, I'll be getting, I'll be getting guests. Don't worry, or at least trying to get yeah. guests. I want 2021 to be the best year of the Doc G Show. Yeah, I want. Love it, man. At the end of 2021, to be like, you know, who's on my list for 2022? Barack Obama. That's who's coming on the show. Yes, that's what I want. That's yes. that's that's the leaps and bounds I want for this show, guys. Listeners, make it happen. Come on. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Wow. And until then, let's all have a great holiday season, guys. Have a great holiday season. Follow some protocols. Try to keep it safe. Try to keep it healthy until 2021 when we can hopefully return to some normalcy. Get back to some real deal Doc G show in real life, you know? You know what I'm saying, Dave? Oh, man. Back in the studio. I love it. Amen. Amen. I've got a, and don't think I don't have a, a ton of guests that I want to bring into the studio because I got a bunch of those too. Bunch of those. So true. I know it. Man, I can't wait, guys. 2021 is going to be amazing. Until then, we will see you in 2021. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the Christmas cheer man himself, Dave Burles, Berlin. Been a great year, everybody. Happy holidays. Woo! And until next year, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.